Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Now we'll start off today's show with yet again the current COVID numbers within Thailand. The country had a record high of 11,397 new COVID-19 cases and 101 fatalities over the previous 24 hours, the public health ministry reported on Sunday. There were 11,079 cases in the general population with 318 among prison inmates. Now the previous day to that we breached the 10,000 mark and uh, yes it's not looking good here right now. Uh, the numbers seem to continuing to go up and that will lead us into the next story of the day which is about the uh, new lockdown measures that have been announced and three more provinces are under tight control. The government is to extend the existing curfew and other tight restrictions in Greater Bangkok and four southern border provinces to till at least August 2nd and add three more provinces to the list on Tuesday. The curfew from 9 to 4 a.m. and other restrictions have been enforced since last Monday in Bangkok. Kok, Nantaburi, Samut Prakan, Samut Sakan, Patum Thani and Nakum Patam, as well as the southernmost provinces of Nariwata, Patani, Songkla and Yala. The severe measures will also be imposed in three more provinces, Chanburi, Chacha Chungso, Ayutthaya, from Tuesday, according to the Royal Gazette, which was published on Saturday, bring the total number of provinces placed under lockdown to 13. The restrictions include the closure of all stores and shopping malls at 8pm, except for retailers deemed essential, such as supermarkets, chemicals, and those selling medical and communication equipment. A ban on dine-in eateries continues, while restaurants with markets and convenience stores must close from 8pm to 4am. No public transport is available from 9pm to 4am. The number of provinces under close watch by authorities due to infection rates of COVID-19 will almost doubled from 24 to 43 according to the order in the Royal Gazette. New transportation restrictions will apply to the entire country, it added. From Wednesday, all modes of public transport across the country have to limit passengers to half of their capacity. Government said the restrictions will be evaluated after a week and indicated that lockdown measures would be in place beyond August 2nd if the pandemic continues to worsen. The expanded measures were announced as the country reels under unprecedented numbers of new coronavirus infections and fatalities. An all-time high of 141 deaths were reported during the national briefing on Saturday and a record-breaking 11,397 new confirmed cases were announced on Sunday, July 18th. Now some breaking news as well in relation to domestic flights, they've all been suspended from this Wednesday. The Civil Aviation Authority of Thailand on Sunday suspended most domestic flights in a bid to prevent interprovincial travel amid the worsening COVID-19 crisis. The order will come into effect from Wednesday. However, airlines are still allowed to operate cargo, international and domestic flights under special schemes such as the Phuket Sandbox and Samui Plus model. So that means flights from Bangkok to Samui will continue and the newly scheduled flights from Phuket to Samui will also continue. So as we can see, the numbers are continuing to get worse. It's not a case of anything's really working. And I think a lot of this has to do with the actual implementation of this 
so-called lockdown. Now, from speaking with people, there are no restrictions for leaving Bangkok. People are freely going in and out every day and there's no restrictions, there's no checkpoints that are really stopping people. And I think that partly is some of the problem with what's going on. Also, I think the numbers are probably a lot higher than the stated numbers. There seems to be limits and capacity on the amount of PCR testing that they can do each day or that they're prepared to do. I've heard of places opening up and saying they can only do a thousand PCR tests and that's it. So two or three thousand people are turning up, but only a thousand are getting tested. So this is having limited testing, which will in essence control the numbers and what's being released. I think we can all go back to the beginning of April when this started to get out of hand and everybody said, have a lockdown, have a lockdown. And the great prime minister, the one that has so much wisdom came out with those magic words, what will be, will be. I'm afraid what will be, will be has been people getting sick, people dying. And that certainly is not, in my opinion, how a leader should be behaving and should be talking. We will get into the whole mess about vaccines yet and the uh, revelations that have come out about AstraZeneca. And uh, let's just uh, jump into that story now too. AstraZeneca says Thailand only requested 3 million doses per month in initial agreement. A leaked document from AstraZeneca to the Thai government reveals that the Thai Ministry of Public Health only requested 3 million doses per month in an agreement with the vaccine manufacturer last September. In the document, first published by Isra News, the company noted that it has since doubled the amount of vaccines Thailand was due to receive. I hope you will be pleased that this is nearly twice the volume we discussed during our meeting on September 7, 2020, when your team estimated that Thailand's healthcare system required approximately 3 million doses per month, the document states. AstraZeneca in September also urged the Thai government to join the COVAX program to get more vaccines to its citizens, something that the government has not done. The document was dated June 25th of this year and signed by Jord Huben, the Vice President of Global Corporate Affairs and addressed to the Public Health Minister Anatan Sharaviskal. The COVAX initiative is a United Nations program to send vaccines to developing countries, which has seen neighboring countries receive Pfizer and AstraZeneca vaccines. Thailand Thailand is currently in the midst of its third wave of the pandemic and saw a record high of 11,000 plus new cases in the past 24 hours. A new death toll was also recorded of 141 fatalities in the same period. The country has struggled to inoculate the population to mitigate the impact of the third wave, with vaccine shortages continued to trouble the country. Questions will be asked by the opposition and the people over the next days over why the Ministry of Public Health so severely underestimated the country's needs in September. Calls to the Ministry of Public Health and AstraZeneca were not returned by the Thai Enquirer. Now it also came out that the second lot AstraZeneca vaccines or the second order that they placed in January, which was for I think it was over 30 million doses, wasn't concluded until the end of May. So it took them nearly five months to conclude the negotiation and get it all ordered. It also begs the question how the government were telling people that they were going to getting 6 million doses in June, 10 million for the subsequent months until December, when they hadn't even signed an actual contract until May. So it seems like they were only meant to be getting 3 to 4 million and they decided to tell a few porkies to the public. Now I've seen the deputy minister come out and said the 10 million wasn't about how many AstraZeneca they were ordering, but how many they could inoculate each month, how many people. Now that's just complete bullshit. 
because they clearly had infographics up saying 10 million doses of AstraZeneca July, 10 million August, 10 million September, 10 million October, etc. Now they have chosen to only go with two vaccines because that is all we have seen in this country so far. The Johnson & Johnson they spoke about that they were ordering. Nobody's heard a thing about that since it was mentioned a few months ago. Pfizer, no idea when it's coming. The Moderna vaccines that are going to be sold in private hospitals, there's some more shenanigans going on there. Apparently, only 5 million have been ordered, which is enough for 2.5 million people. And a million of those doses are going to the Thai Red Cross for some strange reason. I don't know how they got into it all of a sudden. And then a couple of public hospitals are getting some. So it's actually only leaving, I think it's less than 3 million doses for the private hospitals. And they have orders for 7 and a half million doses that have been fully paid up. So there's going to be an awful lot of very disappointed people. And of course, we all know who's going to be getting vaccinated. All the people who've got the contacts in the in the hospitals, you know, all the buddies of the buddies, and that's how it'll be distributed. It certainly won't be going to, you know, the ordinary folks who saved up a few bat to try get themselves a def decent vaccine. It's the same old, same old here. No matter what they do, they just can't do anything properly. Today I was uh, talking with somebody and they were talking about Thai vaccination program. And I genuinely said to them, what vaccination program are you talking about? Because there is no vaccination program or plan. It's a free for all. There's 21 year olds getting vaccinated ahead of 70 year olds. It's who you know, it's not about waiting your turn. It's about who you know, when you know, when you can get in there. I've never seen such disorganization of a vaccine rollout in my entire life. I mean, obviously I've never seen a vaccine, but vaccine rollout like this, but I mean, it's just from the absolute chaos of it. There's no organization behind it. There's no proper way to register. It's turn up, go to a hospital and register. There's no proper registration application, right? Even for Thai people, I'm not just talking about expats. I'm talking about Thai people have an awful problem trying to register because they don't all that more china or more china the more prom app which is the one that was meant to be for people to register with that doesn't work anymore stop working months ago there is no no legitimate way to go online from what i can tell to sign up for a vaccination as a thai person and as for a foreigner well it, we will go back to the part where they were telling us to sign up on this intervac website and when it went live it lasted for three hours took down and never seen again it's all nonsense here and they have no shame about it. There's no embarrassment. I always thought that one of the big cultural issues in this country was uh, the loss of face. You know, you know, losing face in, pr in front of people. But this government, that concept doesn't exist with them. Because no matter what they do, there is no apology. There's no shame for how they've acted. They just don't care. And regular Thai people, not just expats, are suffering because of this sheer incompetence. And at some point, somebody within that government needs to take responsibility and just go. These people are just not qualified to be in office. And that is the bottom line. And criticizing the government, as far as I'm concerned, is fine. If you're doing a good job and you had an excellent vaccine rollout, I'd be the first to put my hand up and say, well done. It's going really well. But it's not going really well. Every week here, we have from Monday to Friday, between 250,000 to 300,000 people being vaccinated. And as soon as Saturday and Sunday comes along, the rate of vaccination drops to less than 90,000 for Saturday and Sunday. Somebody should tell the health ministry that COVID doesn't take Saturday and Sundays off, but apparently all the health officials do because they don't do vaccinations at the weekends. Only certain places do, not everywhere. So really, if this is a serious issue, it should be treated as a serious issue. Get the vaccines in, be transparent about it, let people know what's going on and be truthful and honest.
but it's certainly not how it goes here. So what do you think about all this? Now, I have a lot of listeners and followers in the United States and the UK. Now, when I've explained to you the situation here, I'd love to know, for example, in the USA, what is the system to register for a vaccine? In the UK, how do you register for a vaccine? In the Nordic countries, how do you? Leave your comments down below in the comments section. I'd really love to know the method of registration in your country. Now, we'll go into a little bit of Phuket News and Phuket Sandbox news. As of the 17th of July, there's been 7,462 arrivals, uh, international arrivals, uh, through the Phuket Sandbox model. 4,120 have undergone their first or their second COVID test with 4,114 testing negative. Now they're saying there's six that were positive. Actually, on the same day, there was another four that were found to have positive cases. So that means so far there's been 10 international travelers through the Phuket Sandbox that have tested positive for COVID-19 on the second COVID test. And I think that's important to note because the second COVID test, I think it's on day five or six. So they've tested negative on 72 hours before the flight. They've tested negative on the first one when they arrive. And now they're testing positive on day five or six. So I, I mean, I'm not a scientist, but I'm starting to think perhaps they're picking up in Phuket. Now, what I do find a little disturbing with these positive cases is the real lack of timelines being issued by the government in relation to these tourists and where they've been. Now, I presume as tourists, they're going around the island and they're enjoying different parts. So why are timelines not being issued so we know where these people have been and we can make sure that if you've been in that area yourself as a, a non-COVID positive person, you can at least go get yourself checked out. Now, I'm not liking what's going on there. It seems a little suspect to me. As of the 17th of July, there has been 225,579 room nights booked for the entire period of July, August and September for the Phuket Sandbox or so they say. They do have a booking system, so that information should be readily available to them. Now, for people who are wondering how many people in Phuket have actually, who've actually been vaccinated. So, so far, 397,165 people in Phuket have received their first dose. That's approximately, they're saying, 85% of the population. And the second dose is 315,995, giving us 68% of the population of Phuket who are fully vaccinated. Now, not bad going, but unfortunately, a lot of that vaccine is Sinovac. So hopefully they're thinking maybe a booster jab for people who've had Sinovac. That would be, I think, should be a priority when they're opening the sandbox model is to make sure people are protected who've had the Sinovac vaccine here. Now, another thing that I heard today is for expats, sandboxers, anybody leaving the island by road. Uh, when you get to the checkpoint now, uh, there is a special section called the Phuket Sandbox Immigration Desk. And apparently you have to go there and get stamped out of Phuket, basically. Uh, if you are a normal expat like myself or yourself who's listening to this you live in Phuket just show them your passport with your stamp in it and they'll see obviously you didn't arrive part of the Phuket sandbox model and also they're checking if you're vaccinated when you're leaving just to make sure if you are have your certificate with you and for the sandboxers that may be listening to this um, when you're finished your 14 days in Phuket and you wish to leave, you will receive a certificate from the uh, public health ministry in Phuket stating how long you've stayed in Phuket, your your three COVID tests being all ne negative and basically stamped and signed by uh, the head of the uh, 
Phuket Public Health and you'll get that document from your hotel before you leave and you will present that along with your passport at this checkpoint if you're leaving by land. I was going to say if you're leaving by air, well, that's just not going to be possible right now. Pretty much the only flights leaving Phuket Airport from now will be flights to Samui and that will be it. Everything else is shut down. There is nothing going for the next two to three weeks just to let people know who are coming here from abroad, who've planned to go on holiday here. A lot of the country is shut down. Interprovincial travel is discouraged, let's say. Just try to remember that because I know people are coming on holiday to think, oh, we're going to go here, we're going to go there, we're going to go here. A lot of the uh, tourist areas, uh, the tourist attractions are closed around the country and you will find it hard to get to places. Even buses from Phuket are, are, are pretty much stopped at the moment. So it's going to be difficult for you to go anywhere. So maybe stay in Phuket. Maybe you can go to PP Island, somewhere like that. Even head up to Panya, to Kaolak areas like this. But you will find it hard uh, to get to the likes of Bangkok, uh, Chiang Mai, Chiang Rai, even uh, Pattaya, Hua Hin. All these places are pretty much off limits at the moment to people who are trying to get around the country. And the last story from Phuket here is 27 have been arrested for gambling and illegal gathering. Phuket City Police, together with officers from the Central Investigation Bureau, arrested 27 gamblers, including one local politician, in a resort in Koh Siray in Rasada yesterday, July 17. Under the command of the Deputy Commissioner of the CIB and a Phuket Provincial Police Commander, the arrest was led by Major Pitya Tanawut of the CIB and Lieutenant Colonel Satip Nurit of the Phuket City Police. Officers went to the seaside resort and found 27 men and women playing Baccarat. The gamblers were shocked and tried to flee but failed to do so. Phuket Police Chief said that the arrest came after police received a tip-off in late June that there was a gambling group using the villa as a gambling venue. Before this investigation, officers went to check the resort, which turned out to be temporarily closed and partly under construction and did not find any gamblers, he said. Then today, July 17th, we went to the resort again and found 27 gamblers. Among the gamblers was a local politician. Officers also seized three gambling desks, chips and computers. All the gamblers were taken to Phuket City Police Station and charged with illegal gambling and having an illegal gathering under the emergency decree. Well nifty police work there. So they got a tip off in June and it took them a month to go back and check the place. That is some great police work. I tell you you wouldn't want to be in a you wouldn't want them lads in emergency would you? I mean a month to figure it out. What an investigation that must have been. But nevertheless, just to remind people that actually gambling is illegal in Thailand. And if you are caught doing it, uh, there's big fines and possible jail time for you. And finally, Thai police use water cannons against anti-government protesters. Police have fired water cannons at anti-government protesters as they tried to break two barricades and razor wire at Panfa Bridge erected to prevent them from reaching government house. About 15 protest groups led by the Free Youth Movement gathered, gathered at Bangkok's Democracy Monument at about 2pm and formed a procession which then moved along Rajamamun Avenue toward their destination at government house. Many of them carried straw men to symbolize those who had died of, from COVID-19 and an effigy of Prime Minister Priya Chanocha with the Wevo guards taking the lead. The protesters are seeking the unconditional resignation of the Prime Minister, cuts in the budget for the military and the palace and mRNA vaccines. Police have blocked all access to government house with cargo containers, steel barricades and razor wire. This morning police searched the houses of some protest leaders to look for illegal items but only found numerous straw men instead. That must have been very uncomfortable for the police just to found some straw men in the house. I wonder did they arrest the straw men and head them out. Yes, um, from the photos and the videos I've seen it seems that uh, 
it was quite a heavy-handed affair by the police. The government banned all gatherings uh, on Friday evening in anticipation of this protest, so making this protest completely illegal. Now, a lot of people will say, is it time to be having a protest when COVID is skyrocketing in the capital? But then again, does democracy and people's rights trump that? So that's a question. What do you think? Do you think the protesters are right at the moment? Should they continue their protesting? Or do you think it's not the time. I'd love to hear your comments down below in the comments section. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to leave us a five-star rating. We are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow.